Welcome to the Cups of Consciousness show. I am Alea Dow, your host. I'm a doctor of oriental medicine, a sound healer, the author and founder of the Seven Cups of Consciousness. I have produced nine sound healing albums and have recorded over 2,000 meditations online. I am an energy practitioner and help people shift their consciousness using their energetic fields. And this show is all about using your energetic fields to shift your consciousness as well as exploring energetic concepts that help you create a more empowered and connected life. This episode is an energetic session that explores concepts, energetic practices, and protocols that are similar to a prayer, which help you transform particular aspects of your life. When you listen, recognize that some part of you is using your energetic fields to shift your vibration, which in turn shifts your consciousness, your behaviors, your beliefs, how you react and respond. You might even go into an altered state, so use caution if you're driving or doing something that requires a focused mind. With all of this work that I present, remember that it is your energy shifting you in your own unique way. That way you stay in control and empower with your process. So take a deep breath in, pull yourself into your line of light, and explore your inner terrain in a safe and supported space. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Cups of Consciousness podcast with me, Alea Dow, your host. And today, Astara is joining us. She is a practitioner of the Seven Cups of Consciousness, and it's such an honor to have you on the show, Astara. Thank you, Alea. It's great to be here. What is it that excites you the most, gets you the most passionate? I am really passionate about people who working working with people who are courageous enough to put themselves out in front of other people and being that person being that coach being that guide being able to share my wisdom and my stories um that assist them in having the toolkit that they need to be able to put themselves out into the world the way that they want to. So essentially working with people who are thought leaders, the revolutionaries, the leaders, they're out at the the edge, they might be cutting edge and helping them trace a bla- blaze a trail that then empowers other people. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. And when I think about that, Whenever our passion is to help people who are trailblazers, there's the thing about like efficiency and leverage. So if you help one person that is impacting a hundred people, then you're actually impacting potentially a hundred thousand people. And that is what really excites you. Oh, it totally excites me. It gives it gives me great joy to be able to even understand that exponential effect and and that I can be a part of that exponential effect is just, yeah, that's my passion. So in your work, you have a couple hats that you wear, but have you witnessed that kind of ripple of when you do a process with somebody, they have a transformation, and then have you witnessed that ripple? 
um, it's a, I would say it's more of an energetic ripple at this point, um, just in kind of just holding space and from just holding space and maybe a few words, a few encouraging words, and then watching, yes, watching that ripple out into their lives and then and then how that's affecting other people who, you know, are with them, working with them. Right, yes. And they don't even realize it. And they don't even realize it. Yeah. It's like working behind the scenes. Yes. Like working behind the scenes. It's like, it's like the person who is out on the stage it's like they're in front of however many people they're in front of and I'm back behind them. Kind of like Harry Styles. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to be back behind on backstage. Energetically, (laughs) who knows? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And speaking of, you actually went to a Harry Styles concert. I did. Tell us about that. Oh my gosh. I went to a Harry Styles concert in Italy and um, and I was told that there was going to be a hundred thousand people at this show, and there actually ended up being one hundred and twenty thousand people at this show. And it was it was literally like riding a wave of emotion the entire show. So it was like okay, I've got these tools. I have the surfboard. I'm staying on my surfboard. and I'm going to ride these waves because boy, was it intense. And because you're an empath, you're super sensitive, right? And you're yes. in the presence of 120,000. I don't think I could have done that. Like <laughs> I barely did it. <laughs> ripping like, the board. <laughs> it was like ripping the board. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's amazing. That's amazing. And so at the very super special. At the very beginning of the concert, what was the emotional waves that you were empathically feeling from those 120,000? I was feeling this anticipation. It was the last show of his two-year tour. And so people had come from all over the world besides besides this incredible passionate Italian vibe. So, so there was that. And so there was a lot of passion, a lot of anticipation, a lot of anxiety, a lot of um, grief already. The show hadn't even started yet. And people are like, it's over. And it's like, it hadn't even started yet. And I felt all of that. That's amazing. And that really um, kind of makes me think about a lot of the times when we've been in a state of anticipation of something it gives us a dopamine release. But uh-huh. then when we experience it, then we're no longer getting the dopamine release. Interesting. Uh-huh. And so you were feeling actually the dopamine, the drop and the dopamine of everyone around you because they had been living in the state of anticipation as opposed to like being in the present moment. And then when they got to the concert, they could fully enjoy it, but they had just been chas- chasing the dopamine high. That's so interesting because the first thing that he does when he comes on stage, he runs and he skips and he jumps and he, and he like, you know, he literally puts his hands up in the air, goes from one side of the stage to the other to 
touch noise and energy into the audience. Yeah. To energetically touch everybody, to bring them also back into the present moment. Which he does. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which would create another dopamine release, right? (laughs) All through the show. (laughs) And serotonin. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. He's very actively engaged in connecting with the audience. Very cool. Very cool. So another question. What is it about the seven cups of consciousness? Because you've been studying with me and working with me for a long time, and you're an amazing practitioner. I've seen you help a a ton of people in a really beautiful, gentle way. And I'm sure that our audience would love to know what it is about the seven cups of consciousness that resonates with you most deeply. Um, My very first thought is multidimensional awareness in that I am a multidimensional being and my body, me, me, soul, body is separate on its own growth and evolutionary path. And, and that being here in the physical dimension is not just it. You know, there's, there's so, so much more. And that, And also at the same time, being in the physical dimension with these tools is an incredibly powerful place to be, um, which is new information. It's like, this is not information that I've experienced any place else out there. Because you've studied a lot, a lot of different modalities. I have studied a lot of different modalities. Yes. And just last week, you and I were talking a little bit about that concept that got you so excited and and we've been talking about it for a while but there was something it's like an, an a higher level of knowing for you talk a little bit more about that concept of when we use the physical dimension to change the other energy another dimension. yeah so using being in a body and being in this density here in the physical dimension And having awareness of the divine line that runs through the body on the, in the front of the spine for the soul. And from that level of awareness, making requests and, you know, from the higher self, but making requests for other beings, other souls, even planets on the other side. And and that that is such a powerful thing and something i've actually i've experienced this in doing the kind of work that i do which is working with souls on the other side in people who have passed and working with those souls in their debrief and experiencing from the from the first time I've experienced them in their debrief to going back and checking in on them like six months later or a year later um, and seeing how much growth that they've done in such a short period of time. And, and I'm here making requests for them, even if it's just something as simple as, you know, what's your favorite meal? And, you know, and then having that, but I know that what that is, is it's like someone is on the other side and they still feel that sense of connection. And also there's someone like me who can make specific requests for them, like helping them. 
wow, there's so many things. I mean, it's like, it's like helping them clean up their past lives, helping them clean up this, this most recent incarnation, you know, helping them detach from what it was that was causing, causing them so much suffering in this incarnation. Which frees them up, brings them into greater peace, accelerates their spiritual growth and evolution. Exponentially. Yeah. Yeah. And you've done work with with planets like Venus, the moon, maybe the sun. And tell us a little bit about like what happens that you notice for yourself or for other people when you're working with those planetary systems. So one of the planets, planetary systems that has been really getting my attention lately has been the Pleiades. And, and and what I sense there is I sense a couple of different things. One, I sense like a higher, a higher dimension that's happening where there's a lot of wisdom and a lot of um, preparedness to uh, send information to even us here on, you know, on earth right now. And then the other thing that I I'm witnessing um, in working with the with the Pleiades is is compassion is this this non attachment to just being attached. It's like it's like being in this place of compassion and not needing and not wanting for anyone else. Beautiful, beautiful. That's so cool. Um, I love that, and. Why did you become a seven cups of consciousness practitioner? Um, well, um, up until I would say, I, so I, I'm, I was introduced to you, your work in 2009 and up until about, I think it was about 2015, <laughs> I was just like, relaxed by it so much that I would go to sleep and I would stay asleep or I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I was like, I just listen again and I go right back to sleep. And that was so healing for me at, you know, that time in my life. And, um, and then your book came out and I'm like reading the book and I'm going, Oh, that makes sense. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, that makes sense. And almost so like just reminding you already what yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I got really excited about it and, um, and eventually started working with you one-on-one and, and then it was the, the practitioner part happened right after the 2016 election. I woke up in the morning, sat up straight in bed and said, I need to teach this stuff. And, and it's like, I think I probably sent you an email that day and said, Alea, I need to teach this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I need to teach these tools and practices because they are, one, they're simple. They are easy to understand. You, you can start with just, I mean, just taking that deep breath of, pulling yourself into your divine line. And, and if that's all you do, that's a lot. And then there's so much more from there. And so it's like, you start from this really simple place and layer and layer and layer and layer. Beautiful. And you've been a practitioner now on alayadow.com platform for um, 
almost a year. And what is it that's been most rewarding for you? I love holding a safe and sacred space for people. I love that almost that breath that like once they're once we're in it it's like I feel them feel safe and you know and from that safe place they're able to go deeper inside themselves and then show me layers and and then as they show me the layers then I'll speak to them and usually they're ahas for people. And if they're not, then we'll look at it from a different angle and ask deeper questions. Beautiful. Yeah. There's something about your energy where you have this really interesting combination of like, I want to call it heaven and earth. You're really, really grounded. And you also have this like etheric, lighthearted joyful energy and the combination of those two just create this incredible safe container. And then I also know that another hat that you wear is diving into like minutia detail. And I think that that ends up giving you a skill set of being able to find that little piece that's been kind of hidden and throwing, you know, the alignment off and being able to find that hidden little piece because again your energetic eyes are so calibrated for what is that one little piece that's throwing the entire equation off yeah yeah i love hunting for that little piece <laughs> and and i love hearing the i also think that when people have an emotion most of the time when someone has an emotion they start to emote but then they shut it down because they can feel how the environment isn't safe. Even our own selves, when we start to emote, we might go to self-critic or judgment that we're having an emotion. Why are we reacting this way? We should just get over it. We invalidate ourselves. But the safety that you hold actually encourages and even like that, that laughter heart that people will feel when they're crying. It's like, oh, this is okay. This is good. As opposed to, oh, what's wrong? Oh, no. Mm, no, you're like, yeah, bring it on. Come on. We just found the nugget. We just found the nugget. This is good. Let's keep going. And that's just step one. Yeah. Yeah. I do encourage people to emote. Yes. Yeah. That's so great. It's essential. So out of everything that you've kind of shared with us tonight, are there any other thoughts, reflections, stories, concepts that you want to share with our listeners? Or if there was something that is unique about you that no one would know, would you like to share that with us? Well, that's that's when it gets into the stories. I guess I guess the storytelling for me is like to have that that blank question of do you have a story to tell? The way I tell stories is based on communication of who it is I'm communicating with. And it's almost like what's going on in their life that reminds me of a story that might assist them in that moment because of all the multitudes of life experience I've had. (laughs) 
That's beautiful. And like you, you might use the story to illustrate a concept, a practice, an energetic stance. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't really thought of it that way before. So thank you for that. I do have a story. Do and it is, I was young, very young. Um, I think I was like five or six years old and um, I lived in Oakhurst and I was out with a friend. We were, who knows, probably just five feet from the house. But when you're little, it feels like it's a far, far, far away. But we were, we were, I was with this friend and it was a beautiful afternoon and I was looking up into the sky and I was seeing the sun filtering through the trees and, and I was just feeling this like, oh, this is just so beautiful. And my friend, I don't know, maybe she was noticing me being in awe and didn't understand what that was, looks over at me and she says, Jesus is very angry with you. I'm like, I look back at her and I go, not my Jesus. And it's just that sticks with me to this day um, of what was that about? How did I know I wasn't raised with any religion, you know, and it was just like, it's like there it was. And I think that because of that place that I was coming from in that moment, was this awareness that religious dogma wasn't something that was going to drag me down in this lifetime. And that eventually I would come to this place where I am now of this multidimensional awareness and, and honing these gifts and really being truly spiritually free. So beautiful. And also being able to model that and teach those skill sets to others who are open to these concepts, these ideas. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience before we complete? Yeah. Um, listen to the cups, listen to one cup and see what resonates with you. And book a session with Astara. You can do a free intro session with her. And Astara, when I kind of think about what you're really, really good at, you again have this incredible ability to find that which has been hidden and perhaps hidden for, for decades or lifetimes. And then walk people through an energetic process to shift that energy that's discordant into a harmonic vibration. You also have the ability to really clearly get messages from the other side. People who have loved ones on the other side and want to reestablish a healthy connection, maybe even heal a connection. Um, a lot of the times we have things that are unsaid. We have discordant energies and the people that have passed show up in our dreams over and over and over again, looking for resolution. And so you are really good at helping people find that resolution and reconnection in a healthy way with those that are on the other side. And you have other skill sets too, but those are the ones that come to mind. And just in such deep gratitude that you have, have cultivated the skills that you are teaching it, modeling it and helping so many. Thank you. Thank you, Alea. Thank you for having me on your show. 
It's an honor. Have a wonderful afternoon or evening or morning, everyone, and many blessings. You have been listening to the Cups of Consciousness show with me, Alea Dow. Receive a free month of the Cups of Consciousness. Go to sevencupsofconsciousness.com. When you get your free month, you will get five cups a week for four weeks. You'll also receive access to a live tall cup of consciousness session. Feel free to review the show. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Aho.